Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. MSPs do battle every day against cyber hostilities such as ransomware attacks and data breaches. Fight smarter. Call in the Calvary. Gatekeeper from Calyptic Security is here. Reduce stress and implement proper safeguards as advised by the FBI, NSA, and DHS with Calyptix's purpose-driven solution for small businesses. Zero Trust Access secures RDP and SSH connections with two-factor authentication. There's no need for open ports to the internet, client installs, or VPN. Plus, you'll enjoy audit-friendly access across all types of devices. Learn more at calyptix.com gatekeeper. That's C-A-L-Y-P-T-I-X dot com slash gatekeeper. Hi, this is Carl, and welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. Our guest today is Mr. Marvin B., who you may know, well, you should know, from the Podnuts Pro Podcast. Welcome, sir. Hello, Carl. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, as I was just saying off the air, it's great to have somebody with a great microphone. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great looking microphone, right? Well, that too. So I haven't met you in real life, but I, my guess is you probably also have a good voice. So the the, the microphone helps some, but you know, it's, it, it it can't make up for a bad voice. There's a uh, setting on my mixer that um, I'm trying to tweak that says, you know, Barry White voice. Exactly. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so why don't we just take a second and talk about uh, your background, like how you got here? And um, you you are not just a radio voice. You are also an actual uh, technician out in the field. So tell us about that. Okay. Yes. So most people probably don't know because I don't talk about it on the show all the time. But in my real life, I am a technician. I own a network support company down here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I started that business in 1997. And I did that because where I worked at the time was a computer repair store that did not do on-site work. We basically had everybody bring their computers to us. Great store at the time. But we had a ton of people asking for us to come to their house, come to their office. We could do that after hours and as long as we purchased any parts from the store our boss the owner was cool with it yeah as long as we were buying stuff from him which (laughs) was overpriced so i suddenly you know at some point realized that and i started ordering my own stuff uh, on the side and he found out about that and (laughs) got a little upset But I told him, I said, there were things we needed to do. We had the opportunity to expand the store. We could open up in another area. We could do a mobile business. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. And I said, well, maybe I'll do it. And he goes, you'll never survive. (laughs) So the following week, I gave him my resume. And here we are. What is it? 20, 24 years later. And you're scraping by. I'm, I'm, I'm managing. (laughs) Very cool. So you primarily support in the Fort Lauderdale area? 
Yes. Uh, well, this is where my base is. I have customers with offices all over the state. I've got a couple of law firms. So not only here in Fort Lauderdale, but West Palm in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Tallahassee. So. And at some point, did you, uh, did somebody hand you a copy of the E-Myth by Michael Gerber? I don't think they handed it to me. I think I found that in a Borders bookstore back when oh, those were around. Because uh, to me, when somebody quits their job, the first thing they need to do is like, it should be a law. Like you quit your job. So they have to give you a copy of the E-Myth Revisited. <laughs> well, there was that book and there was uh, the IT consultants guidebook. There was a, I had, I got like 30 books over there. I can't see the titles from here, but there's a bunch of books I got that first year. So the IT consultants guidebook was, is that Janet rule? Yes. R-U-H-L. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I have tried to find her and contact her um, over the years thinking, you know, what you need an update. We need an update. The world needs an update. And I right. just found her. So uh, anyway, so um, let me chat a minute about Florida. So I, I've been on your podcast and I love the uh, the fact that you do Florida man stories. So we're going to require you to do one of those for us today. Okay. So what I can do, so I've gotten to the point now where I usually will select two stories and I'll have my guest pick one and I'll say that one and I'll save the other story. So this story is the one that was not picked on my last podcast. And the title is Florida man arrested after trying to steal Snickers bar at knife point. So a Clearwater man is facing a charge of robbery with a deadly weapon after trying to steal a Snickers bar from a Largo Wawa gas station. Uh, the Pinellas County Sheriff's arrested 49-year-old Eric Minto, where an employee was threatened over the chocolate caramel and nougat bar. And basically, just to skip over all of this stuff, one of the things that he was recorded saying was, don't make me do something stupid for a Snickers bar. So he is being held on a $150,000 bond. Holy smokes. With, with no date uh, listed on the affidavit. So he must have had some other stuff in his history. Yeah, it's too late about that stupid thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. That, that ship has sailed. So, um, so, so why are there Florida man stories? Like, is, is Florida really honestly any different than anywhere, anywhere else? No, but I think the sensationalism just seems to to be one of the things that and I forget where I heard some of this stuff but you know Florida is the fourth largest state in our country but it is one of the most transient states because so many tourists come here and leave and even though you know California has you know Disneyland we have Disney World we have SeaWorld we've got a bunch of other parts just the beaches uh, it is just such a transient state that we have people just show up here and either don't leave, can't leave, you know, come here. And now we have the, you know, Seminole casinos and stuff. So it's a lot going on here. And then, of course, we have, you know, refugees, uh, Cuba, Haiti, the islands and stuff. People come over and it's 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 an interesting place. But I think it's just from the days of Ted Bundy. <laughs> you know, who's not even from Florida, but is most known 
for and, tilling in Florida. Exactly. So it, where you're actually from is can always get lost to history. So, yeah. um, so is it difficult to have a, a, a business in Florida? To some degree, yes. To some degrees, no. For one of the one of the things is that it is easy to start a business here in Florida. There really is not a lot of documentation that's needed, not a lot of licensing. In other industries, we have a lot of fraud with, you know, plumbers and electricians and things of that nature. You're supposed to be licensed in those industries, but because there's so many people, there's a lot of work that gets done without permits, without inspections. And of course, IT is one of those areas across the, our nation where you don't need really anything to become an IT right. you know, specialist down here. So in some sense, it's easy, but in a lot of sense, it's hard because all of the things, and we're finding this out now more and more as we start to have managed services that mean something. And when I say mean something, you know, we have to now prepare ourselves to protect our clients and us from ransomware, from attack, from breaches. And it's getting harder to convince clients that they need to do these things. It's, it is hard to believe. I mean, you know, it's sort of like, I don't know, 10 years ago, a lot of people would just pretend like nothing bad can happen. And then their hard drive fails and they say, oh, all my pictures were on that. Are they backed up? No. And you just think, well, okay, maybe I, I'm just a nerd, but why would you not have a backup of a backup of a backup of your most precious photographs in the entire world? Instead, they're on your hard drive or your iPhone and, oh yeah, it's just gone now. <laughs> and, and yet those same people say, well, this ransomware thing can't happen to me. You know, that hard drive thing, that was a once in a lifetime thing. <laughs> so... Uh, I don't understand how people can live in that world, but maybe they just say that I'm a nerd. And Yeah, I remember when I was starting out and trying to convince people to spend money, not only on their computers, you know, you can't just buy the $299 or $399 computer for your business and expect it to make you, you know, $200,000, $300,000 in your business. And it was a hard sell because one of the, one of the things that really got to me was people had no problem spending hundreds of thousands on their house. You know, got to have a nice looking house. Got to have a nice car. Got to have a nice suit. Got to have the latest gadget. But your computer network, you're going to skimp on. And that's probably, at this point in time, one of the most critical components to helping you make the money to buy the things. Right. Well, and, you know, I've, I've not had this fight much. I made a decision early on. I'm never going to try to convince somebody to buy a real computer. If they don't want good equipment and they don't want to invest in it, they will be somebody else's client. Now I live in an area where that's possible. Sacramento has a nonstop flood of people coming from the Bay area. So, you know, uh, there's always a new business willing to spend money here. Um, but I just think it is odd that people, skimp on a computer when for whatever reason it's the single biggest thing that touches them to their business to right. their to their money uh to their way of life so let me let me ask you about the podcast so what is pod nuts and uh where, where did that come from so pod nuts pro is the name of the podcast the community is pod nuts and that was started by a gentleman named steve cherubino uh, i think it was 2009 
And he was a gentleman who was a, a residential tech and would go out and work during the day, but also was interested, you know, in, in some of the things, you know, music and podcasting, even though podcasting had been around a little while back then, it, it seemed like a good thing for him to do. So he would come home and do a podcast at night and talk about his day. And it seemed to resonate in the tech world for all of the you know, technicians that were out on the road, computer repair shops. So he started Podnuts and it was a computer repair show. And then shows were added to this Podnuts community. And then around 2011, the show Podnuts Pro came out and it was supposed to be a bridge from people wanting to do residential to going to support businesses. And so they would talk about things like Active Directory and network switches and DNS. And then they took a little sabbatical and people in the community were saying, oh, we want that show to come back. So in 2016, I helped to bring it back. And I had two co-hosts with me that about a year or two later, they both kind of said, well, we're done. Why don't you take the show and, and go with it? So that's what Podnuts Pro is. And it's a show for, for anybody that is a solo tech, computer repair shop, million dollar MSP, anything that will help us, you know, help you grow your business better, smarter, and faster. Very good. So it's Podnuts with a Z, podnutspro.com. And we'll put that link down below so people can see it. Um, so so now it's just you. And, yes. But you do more than just this one, right? You, you do other stuff as well? I mean, just this one podcast? Yeah. Well, I do a personal one on the side uh, that is more for family and friends, and it's not as regular and not as big a deal, uh, but I do do that. And in the community, I will do some other stuff where, for instance, I think when this airs, we will probably be in Chicago at the TechCon Unplugged uh, conference that you had Paco LeBron on talking about uh, right. a couple of shows ago. Very cool. And so uh, if people want to uh, catch it, is it on all the podcatchers on Stitcher? And I think it's on most. It, and it's obviously on Apple and Google, uh, Spotify, all the big ones. Um, but yeah, it's you pretty much just do a search for Podnuts Pro and uh, it'll come up or you just go to podnutspro.com and you can select your podcatcher there. Very cool. So um, I have to ask the question as somebody who produces podcasts uh, from time to time, why do you do this? Why is this because it helps your business? Is it, it helps you balance your life? It's because you have too much to say and you just need the world to listen or. <laughs> well, funny you should ask it that way because I'm not the talker that a lot of podcasters are. I'm, I'm not a storyteller. I'm not somebody that just wants to turn on the mic and just go. I don't have opinions that I want everybody to hear. But when I started listening to podcasts myself back around 2012 or 13, it opened up my eyes to the fact that, oh my goodness, there's a lot of other people just like me who are you know trying to run their business, trying to learn tech, trying to do all these things. And it was it was interesting because I knew some people around here. I even had myself a little peer group where we would all meet and hang out and talk, but we were all kind of tight lipped about sharing our secrets. Secret. But in the, yes, <laughs> but in the podcast world, everybody was willing to share and help each other out. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, if you're talking to somebody across the country, you're not worried about them stealing your client. So, I got a lot out of my first 
couple of years of just listening to podcasts. And then as other podcasters would say, hey, anybody have an answer to this particular question or have a story, I started to participate. And then it just turned out to be a situation where when the opportunity came to bring back PodNuts Pro, I felt, well, here's my opportunity to give back to the community and to, you know, share my knowledge. But more importantly, I could get other people to share their knowledge because the show is really not me sharing everything. It's me having guests like you, uh, other technicians, other managed service providers on to talk about what is it that you're doing? What tools are you using? And how are you interacting with your customers? So that's really what the show's about now. Very cool. Well, let me just say thank you for doing what you do. Um, you know, it's it takes a lot of work to put together a podcast. And it doesn't seem like it when you first start. But then, you know, after you've got a few shows in and it's like, okay, I got a calendar and the calendar must be fed. And <laughs> the, the machine uh, is needs to be fed all the time. Uh, that, that takes a lot of work, especially to keep it interesting and ongoing and up to date and all that. So yep. how do you find uh, guests? So that is a great area that you talked about with the challenge of doing a podcast on a regular basis. You have to find new blood. So a lot of times I will get referrals from guests, you know, other technicians and other shop owners that they say, hey, this person might be good. What's really been good lately is we've been able to get vendors on to, you know, a lot of times they'll obviously come to pitch stuff, but now I can get them on just to talk about a topic and it's not really pitching, but they've been able to now recommend, Hey, here's some of our users. Why don't you have them on the show and talk about this topic or talk about our product or whatever. So I'm getting referrals there. A lot of times I will just go out and consume other podcasts myself mm -hmm. and I'll either hear a host or a guest and say, Hmm, I think they would be a good person to have on the show. So I'm doing that as well. And then of course, now that we're turning, you know, returning to the real world, real life conferences where I can get out and, and meet people and uh, have people become guests that way. You know, uh, from time to time, somebody has the great idea of having like a podcast booth at their event and it just never takes off. <laughs> but it's always an opportunity to meet a bunch of people who are podcasting that some of them I, I didn't even know were, right? We all show up and <laughs> uh, and nothing happens except that we get to meet each other. So with luck, somebody will, will do that in 2022. Mm. That's interesting. I, I, I'll have to think about that because next month I'll be doing something like that at the ASCII event in Orlando. Yeah, I don't know if ASCII's done it. CompTIA has tried from time to time, and Harry Brailsford uh, did it a couple of times. Um, you know, it, it it can be expensive to set up, you know, like a, an, an operating center, but most people, like, uh, I don't know about you, I, I got my little digital recorder, so I, I just take that on the road, and I can record a podcast with anybody anywhere. So um, have you uh, um, expanded your audience, do you think, in the last few years? You know what? I'm not sure. I don't keep track of the numbers. So I don't know. I, I think originally I did keep track of them and I think I'm around the same, but I know that it's more of some people have dropped off. I know some people have left the industry, some people that, you know, a lot of solo techs sometimes think that the material is not for them because I do focus a lot on 
similar businesses to mine. I'm more of a hybrid with an MSP focus, so we do get a lot of that. But I, I've really been focusing on the engagement, getting listeners involved more and getting them to you know, respond to questionnaires and, and finding guests and things of that nature. So my involvement has definitely picked up, but I don't know about the numbers. Right. And when is your uh, podcast live? So I do a live show Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And it is streaming live on YouTube and the Facebook. All right. And do you have a service that combines the uh, the chat from those two? So, yes, we we use the platform StreamYard. And you can find that at StreamYard.com. And that allows me to stream live to both locations. It also will stream to other places. I just haven't set those up yet. But LinkedIn and Twitch and other stuff like that. So StreamYard is the platform that combines all of that. And do you think most of your audience is those uh, small one-person shops? Or do you think it's also uh, MSPs? No, I think there's a good mix. I have several people that I have that are not only listeners, but regular guests that are you know, million dollar MSPs. And a lot of times it's more from the fact that they, they still can get value out of listening to other people, whether, you know, we're a one man shop and we, we use a lot of the same products too. So, you know, know, it's funny. I, uh, I do coaching, uh, and not, not a, a lot. I try to have one or two clients at a time, but even with large companies, I find that the smaller people are, the smaller the companies are, the more willing they are to take advice because they know that they have a lot to learn. But there's some point at which companies just stop taking advice. They, they're like, oh, we're so big. We're already successful. What can we learn from you know, somebody else? And, and so then they get to the point where they get stuck on something, usually related to growing, and they engage in coaching. And what I find is that they skipped all this advice <laughs> that they should have been getting along the way. And the result is that they are larger, but they have exactly the same problems as people who, you know, have a five, six, $700,000 top line revenue. And it's just odd to me that, that they engage when they're small and they disengage when they view themselves as successful. That's my experience. Well, I don't do coaching, but I have had conversations with other MSPs that, I, I, from my perspective, it seems a lot of times where it depends on what your focus is. Sometimes the focus is growth, which comes at the expense of operations and customer service and all of that. If you're so focused on, I got to grow, I got to get, I got to get to 2000 endpoints, 5,000 endpoints, and you're not worried about how you get there. Then when you look back, Ooh, I got to go back and fix some things. And at that point, it may be difficult to do it. Um, that's what I've seen a couple of times where people get focused on their own thing, whereas I'm focused on and people, you know, crack back on me all the time because I should be growing, but I'm very comfortable with my growth because I'm, my customers stay with me longer. And now I've got to where they are now embedded more deeply where I can provide more services for them than if I just went to focus on the next client. Okay, I got this one. I'm moving on. Right. So um, are most of your clients converting over to managed services now? Yes. So that's good because then you get the regular monthly revenue. And mm-hmm. the thing is, once you start going into a sales organization, 
you begin to have turnover. And so you a certain amount of your sales effort <laughs> is spent replacing clients that you shouldn't have hired in the first place. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, I was always Mr. Slow Growth. I wanted uh, one new client, one good client per quarter. And so the, these people who say, oh, I want 10 a month, I'm like, okay, great. You need a full-time salesperson if you're going to go after 10 a month. So um, anyway, um, so you seem to me, and I, you know, I met you only online, but you seem like somebody who's kind of a giver that, that you give first and then see uh, wh whether or not the world's going to give back. Has podcasting been a positive experience for you? It has. It has. I will say that my wife probably would, you know, fight you on that statement that I'm not as giving as I should be. Um, but podcasting has really been good. Not only has it opened my eyes to what other technicians, other business owners, I mean, there have been some things that I have learned that have, you know, helped me reshape my business and how I do things. But also it's given me a better relationship with the vendors and, you know, helped me. Obviously, one of the benefits of, you know, having a podcast where you talk about products and stuff is sometimes you might get a little freebie or, you know, hey, you know, use this free for a year or something like that. So I've had that benefit as well. So from that perspective, podcasting has really helped me and the business. Very cool. Well, you know, it, I find it a great way to be educated because I have no choice but to sit down for a half hour and talk to somebody once, you know, I engage. And so I always learn new things, new perspectives and uh, I was talking to a vendor just yesterday about how, you know, the easiest way for me to get to know you is you should come on my podcast and I will just interview you for half an hour on why I should do business with you. And once I dig into that, then I will understand what you do as a vendor. And he was like, wow, so you don't want to just talk to me for half an hour? And I was like, if I'm going to do that, I might as well turn on the microphone. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, so in Chicago, you're going to be live in Chicago. And when is that? The September 17th through the 19th. All righty. So if people want to meet you in person, uh, do you ever do any remote podcasting where you like take your, your recording device? And so, yeah, I do actually. Uh, let's see. So I've done at a previous TechCon, I brought my equipment up and I had a little, I bought, I got a suite instead of just a regular room. And I had two podcasts where I had, uh, a vendor on, and then I had other podcasters in the room. So we did do that. I have gone to SolarWinds and ASCII where I've gone and set up either off in a corner or in a room, and I've interviewed the vendors at the conference. So I have done that. I don't know if I'll be doing that this year, but it's a possibility. So maybe you're the guy who's going to set up a podcast booth for all of us and uh, <laughs> <laughs> gather the podcasters about I will try if you if you ask. I will do it. I've got a, I've got the equipment. I've got a little bigger mixer that I can uh, can set up for you. So yeah, my I, I have a, a few mixers, but I never take them on the road. I just take the microphone between me and and the other person. Uh, I'm not sure if you know Richard Tubb from the UK. Yes, Tub Talk. Yeah. So every time uh, I see him anywhere, he's like, "Okay, first let's do a podcast." <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, last time it was in Scotland and we literally like, okay, before we go to lunch, let's just do a, a quick podcast. So, uh, he's, he's super good at that. Very good. Uh, anything else you want to plug before we go? Cause we're almost out of time. 
No, just uh, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can uh, obviously go to podnutspro.com is one place. If you want to check out my business, I have a crappy website, but I do great <laughs> service. It's mbsystems.net. Uh, M as in Marvin, B as in B. <laughs> Very good. And of course, we'll put the links in there below for uh, LinkedIn and YouTube and Twitter and all that happy stuff. So very cool. All right, Marvin B. from Podnuts Pro. Thank you for being with us today. All right, Carl. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, Please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.